Canucks are a mess, and we're about to lose our captain. Welcome back to Welcome another back. podcast where we talk all Canucks, and today we have a very exciting guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Isaac, a longtime fan of the Canucks. Uh, both in the highs and lows, and yeah, we're gonna ride through this um, <laughs> current season together. Oh yeah. So uh, Isaac, anything you'd like to say before uh, we dig deeper, or um, I ask the big question here? Anything about like the Canucks, just like you can rant or whatnot, you know? Hmm. I. <laughs> Really like for them to. I don't know if if stealth tanking is acceptable for for a discussion, but that that's what I'd like. Yeah, just to see them. Yeah, like gradually ease their way towards the bottom of the standings, get a good chance at Bedard, and then go on from there. All right. Okay. Uh, that was well said. All right. Let's get straight into it today. Uh, today's topic is going to be trading, player values, and um, the direction of where this team is going to go. So, well, we have a couple of trade chips for sure. Um, who do you think is going to be traded and who do you want gone? And if if you can... Um, who who do you want to get back in return? Like prospects, draft picks, from what team? You know, yeah, pieces. I think Horvat and Shen are pretty much gone, especially after the Kuzmenko signing, and probably Horvat would would bring in a good center. For instance, I'm thinking Carolina could. Move Katkaniemi. He fits Rutherford's description of an underachieving player, but Carolina could also use Horvat to help them go on a run. And yeah, we can build around Katkaniemi. I think. Mm. Well, interesting. You said um, you said Luke Shen. Well, why do you think we should trade Luke Shen? I think. As as much as he's a he's a good player, we don't have anything prospect wise that would um yeah, that, that would build us towards where we want to get to. So we might as well move him out and hopefully we can find him back. But then like before we that we'll have a have like a trade asset. Mm. Interesting, interesting. But then he he's not worth much, right? Like he's only he's being paid min uh league minimum basically right now. That's fair, but he can probably be a at least a good depth player on a contending team. Like he could fill in in the top four in a pinch, quite possibly. And and right hand defenders are more mm. valuable, so. Okay, okay. So Horvat and Shen, you say? Yep. 
that, that that's what I I think would be would be the moves and maybe one of the, the longer term signed guys like Besser or Garland could find a trade trade for them too. Mm. And then you said for Horvat you want to get caught Kenny and me back from Carolina. Yeah, him and maybe a twenty twenty four first round pick. Carolina, there's this article um, that I saw, and Kakemi was one of the pieces. Uh, Kakemi, Kakemi, um, there was Martin Nietzsche, who's, who's playing really well right now. Uh, Seth Jarvis, a uh, bunch of prospects that like we don't really know. Oh, Noel Gundler. He's a he's an exciting prospect, right winger. Um, and then yeah, twenty twenty three first round pick, twenty twenty three second round, twenty twenty four first round pick, and twenty twenty four second round pick. So Carolina could be a decent team to trade into as like a rental. Yeah, they're one of the the better managed teams, so they've built up quite the treasure trove on that side. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I feel like who we should trade is uh, it's hard to say. It's it's hard to like go, but Besser, um, Horvat, Besser, Horvat, and one of Myers or OEL. I would want Myers gone. I think OEL is worth a lot more, but Myers is his contract look is expiring, I believe. End of next season, right? And that's six millions off. So the smart play will be because, you know, I think realistically we're not looking at a cup contender until twenty twenty four to twenty twenty six around then, right? If if we build right, um, so if we let go of him, free up that salary cap, free up that roster spot, that could be better because Larson's hooked until 27 so I guess the smarter move would be buying out Larson this year and then you know taking a penalty or whatnot I like Larson but I think he's worth a little too much and signed for way too long I don't think a buyout would be good for us like if you look at what happened in Minnesota with Parise and Suter they each had to I believe it's around like two-thirds two-thirds of the cap gets retained as a result, and so pretty much just like freeing up a bit of money, but then there's a lot of dead cap involved. I'd rather see if, if we could trade him with retention just so that it doesn't get long. Okay, okay. Well, I guess, yeah. I think I would want to see one of those two gone. Um, I like OEL actually. I know a lot of people don't, but like, I like OEL. I think he just Myers just makes everyone worse, and when they're together, it's like a tire fire. So yeah, I would want one of those two, Besser and Horvat. Like I, I really want to keep Horvat, but us signing JT when he was at his highest value last season or the end of last season, really made us into this situation and. We can get a lot for Bo. Um, there's some very exciting returns for Bo, and and Besser can probably fetch a like a defenseman or a prospect. Um, 
probably not too much, but he is, you know, he is uh, projected to hit like 60 points again this season. So that's like not that bad for 6.6. And he's 25 right now. So it makes you think. Yeah, yeah, Betzer's on pace for about 60 points. Garland uh, is on pace for about 41. And uh, Mikheyev was on pace for 50. So, and Mikheyev is out for the rest of the season as well. Um, I don't know if you've heard that, but yeah. Oh yeah, I, I came across that news today. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Horvat because he's our biggest trade piece. And you tell me which team, um, which team he would, uh, which team would give us the most value and like what we would want. So there's Boston. Um, there's Brandon Carlo, 26-year-old right-handed defenseman, which I really like. There's a bunch of prospects that I don't really know. And then there's, like, draft picks. So there's the Boston. Uh, Colorado, who also has a very non-existent uh, prospect pool. They have Ben Myers. These are This is a retool piece. So, like, 24-year-old left winger. And then they have rebuild pieces. What I like, Alex Newhook, a center, 21-year-old. Bowen Byram. And then, like, draft picks. So, like, Alex Newhook, Bowen Byram, and, like, a draft pick first or second round or something like that. That would be I think that would be amazing. Um Carolina we talked about Kakinami, um or Nietzsche and then like uh Noel Gunler or uh, a prospect and a and a draft pick there. I I know um my my manager uh at work, his name's Cam. Shout out to Cam. I don't know if you'll ever uh watch this, but I think you'll like it. But he was like uh, he wants uh Shane Wright, but then I wouldn't want to trade Horvat to a division rival, you know. Like, what if he signs for long term, right? So, I, like, that's something I wouldn't want to see. Um, but yeah, Shane Shane Wright is is very inviting. Um, and he's a fantastic player. So, there's that I Detroit. Can get him, but if we can, then then all the more power to Rutherford for bringing in a boot chipper. That's true, but do you want to give Horvat to a division rival? Is the question, especially Seattle, because if if he's gonna age out the same way that Miller would as well, presumably, then I think it, it might not be the worst if we get something else added on top, because they'll have to give up more cap space, more uh, cap hit, anyways. Mm. Make it work. And then there's uh, Minnesota, which I wouldn't mind. I feel like actually Besser, you know, his hometown, Minnesota, would not be that bad either. But there's Jordan Greenway, Sam Steele, another center. Like, I'm, I'm looking at third round center position because, like, Horvat's gone, so it would be Pedersen Miller, right? And then I feel like that having a good third-line center, a scoring center would be good. So, like, Sam Steele or uh, Alex Newhook or Shane Wright or whatnot, right? And then... Kalen Addison, 22-year-old 22 right-handed D-man. Like, that is nice. They have a couple other right-handed D-men, like prospects and then draft picks. So Minnesota could be an option too. Not as strong, I think. And, of course, New York, the Rangers, you know, basically the same offer that uh, they were offering for Miller, except we couldn't get it done, right? Like Keiko, um, uh, Lafreniere, Kako, Braden Schneider. But I, I feel like Braden Schneider is – not that good. Like he's he's not like outstanding to me. 
but yeah, those are those are the teams and the prospects and stuff. So, which team, Isaac, would you want to see us uh, getting like prospects and pieces back? I think the New York Islanders would be one. Oh, Islanders! Okay, they, they don't have any. Well, besides Oliver Wallstrom, they don't really have injuries right now, but they're having trouble scoring. Like out of out of the last ten games, they've only scored uh, more than two goals once, and mm. more, more than one goal four times. So they can definitely use a, a scorer, and Barzell's ice cold. I would definitely love if we could move Miller or Besser to them and and get back someone like Pollock or or trade for Mayfield's rights and then resign him ourselves. Either we get a right-handed defender and then I'm also looking at Chicago presuming that they, they move Patrick Kane. They, even then they might want some veteran leadership and I could see someone like Connor Garland possibly be of of value that they they can move him there and then have I have keep like, Garland. I, I, I mean yeah, like, he's, like he's he's played with, with good like drive and hustle as well but especially if, if they want to Bring up one of the the kids like Pat Colson or Hoglander. Bring him back up next year. You might as well free up that cap space and. Well, that's why. That's why you know we're opening up. Like Pearson's probably. I think Pearson's gone once he comes back. You know, like there's no room for him. Um, and if we trade Besser and Horvat, those are another couple spots, right? So, I feel like there's enough room for the kids, but then I feel like Garland should fit in this team because he's so versatile. The thing about Besser is you yeah, have like, to put him in the top six, right? He, he would fit, but he's not consistent. So, so I'm thinking if if there is interest, then then we can also fix the the blue line because then mm. if if they do trade for Garland or or say if we flip him to trade him to Nashville, given how they're not scoring much either, we can get up a pick from them, and then trade that pick to Chicago because then they have a couple of good defenders. There's Connor Murphy, there's uh, there's Jake McCabe as well, who are both physical and defensive, and we could fit them into our top four and hopefully bolster it. Noah Dobson looks nice on uh, Islanders. I would, I would like to get him. That would be nice, actually. He would for sure. Yeah, both good yeah. play and yeah, quite good of a right-handed, de- right shot defender. But then, if we're not keeping Larson, like if we do keep him as five, but if we don't, then we need another left-handed defenseman. Or do you want to go to your prospect pool and consider Rathbone? I would actually keep Larson. Couple, you know, if we have. Keep Larson and then put him with with one of the the defensive uh, right-handed shots, and hopefully he'll he'll get the help that mm-hmm. he needs. To, yeah, like, honestly, yeah. him and uh, Ethan Bear, Ethan Bear look good together. Yeah, yeah. So I feel yeah, like on the top pair, for me, I would want to keep Shen 
um, just for that veteran leadership. And he gets better by age and stuff too. And it's just offers so much. Um, you could keep him on the top pair with Quinn Hughes, put OEL with Bear, and then get rid of Myers and put in either uh, like Dermot. I, I, I like Dermot. And then Dermot with like a right-handed um, defenseman like, like a Noah Dobson or or uh, one of the other ones, like Brandon Carlo or one. I feel like that would really improve the defense there. I'd be happy moving Myers next offseason, actually. Mm, so you want to keep both of them for this season? Yeah. <laughs> have have them both help with the tank. That's to, true. That's true. To, That's true. To get as good of a prospect as we can get and then shift them out after because I was thinking like trading Riley Stillman, but he also helps with the tank as well. So like, there's no point in trading him right now, because like he he he's getting paid over a mil, so like that could shed some cap space too. But yeah, again, we're not in a position to win right now, so there's that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. maybe someone will want him afterwards. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but um. Yeah, these right-hand defensemen are very exciting. Brandon Carlo, um, Ryan Pulock, uh, Noah Dobson. Who else was there? Bowen Byram. He's a left-handed, um, but he's very he's very nice. Uh, Alex Newhook, like center. I, like, if we can get a centerpiece, a defenseman, um likely right-handed demon and a draft pick for Horvat, like I'll I'll be beyond the moon. That would be good. Like, yeah, that would that would fix a lot of holes on this team. Because like right now our third our third line center is like who Sheldon drives, right? And he's a very sheltered third liner. Like he, he's okay. He's doing all right actually. Like I feel like he he can be an NHLer, but like he's not going to be on, like, a contender or, like, you know, a playoff team-wise, right? You wouldn't see Sheldon Drys on a playoff team third line. Or yeah, and, and he's kind of small for a defensive role. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he, he's not great defensively either. So, yeah, having, like, to imagine, let's say we, um, let's say we get, like, a Noah Dobson on right D and then, or like when we trade for Horvat and we get Alex, I don't know, Alex Newhook. Yeah, like Alex Newhook or like, uh, who else was there? Alex Newhook or like a Kot Kenyemi. I think I'm saying that right. Um, or who else was there? There was one more guy. Ooh, Michael Rasmussen. He plays kind of center. Pia Suter, oh, that's like Detroit, um, or Keiko or whatnot. That that could really build our center spot at right D and open cap space to sign like. Uh, who, who do we need to sign this off season? Then we got Kuzmenko done. Oh yeah, what are your thoughts on Kuzmenko's deal? I I like it in a vacuum. I think. He's definitely worth that cap and then some. Uh, just in terms of where we are as a team, though, it might it might have been better value to to trade him out and see how the others could perform. Perhaps they'll have a rebound season, but since we signed him, then then we can make the most out of him still being around. So 
Yeah, like not not too much complaints either way. Mm. Yeah, I really wanted to keep Kuzmenko. I know people were like, "Oh, he's a huge trade piece," but like him with Kuzmenko uh, with Patterson are, are like so good, and it's not like I feel like it's gonna last more than one season. It's not a one season one with Kuzmenko. Like I I see a skill, and it's very exciting. And he's only twenty six right now, so um, I think. 5.5 is such a steal because I think a lot of people are looking at six, maybe seven. Um, but like, I think uh, LV did a good job here. And because it's at two years, I think they did 5.5. If it was longer, they might have added more like six million. So I think it's a pretty smart deal. I think the complaint only would be after two years, where are we going to be at? And then it's going to have to be paid. But um, that's also like pretty team friendly. So like we possibly could trade him if it, if it comes to that, you know, it's not like a long-term deal at a ton of money. It's very affordable. So, um, I think, I think that's fine. Um, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh. That's about for uh, for the trades. And going forward, like, what do you want to see from the Canucks? Like, um, obviously, like, I'm never on Team Tank, but right now, with the way management has ha- handled the situation with Pedro and and everything, and even like the injuries, like with Tanner Pearson, and like Hughes calling out on it, um, I don't think winning is really an option right now. And uh, yeah, kind of because like, management's like really screwed this team over, especially this season. Um, I even read somewhere that um, I think it was as a result of them firing Boudreaux. There was actually a report that the market's asking price for free agents to sign in Vancouver, like they went up by twenty five percent in terms of a cap hit to convince the player to to come because. <clears throat> the the market is perceived to have some that toxicity, and so yeah, they'll, they'll need to make a, a bigger well, salary. Obviously, because like, who fires a coach in the middle of the season, right when, like, you're not you're not like winning, but it's not the coach's fault, and I'm sure management knows that, but they know that and and still fire him right when the easy schedule comes. So when Talkit comes, he he looks good right now two out of three games right now, you know, there could be headlines like, oh, wow, Alvin Rutherford, uh, Aquilini, geniuses. But in, in hindsight, and we, as Canucks fans, we all know that's not it. And if, if it was Boudreaux, he would, he would probably win these games too, you know? Yeah. Or like, and, and at least was, win a couple of It was more so that Rutherford threw him under the, well, he basically, like, he basically lied and said, oh, we're not looking at like Bruce is our guy right now, so oh yeah, that almost making it seem like yeah, that lie. That, that is so dirty. Shortly after they already dropped him, so they had plans in dropping him. They just said that to blanket over it. It's, it's ridiculous, and seeing right. uh, Boudreaux cry was like really embarrassing and um, heartfelt. But yeah, um, so okay, yeah, that's this season basically. You know, try to get. You know, knowing our luck, probably not Connor Bedard, but like a top five pick would be unbelievable. But yeah, 
like next season and like continually what do you want to see from this Canucks team to build it into a cup contender to you know go for Lord Stanley for the first time as the Canucks definitely prioritize um, acquiring more more picks and players instead of well, picks and prospects instead of taking on uh, project players like Rutherford wanted to say with the with the players in their twenties who need a second chance. I don't think that that's a good approach for for basically scouring the bargain bin to find guys to to patch holes in your roster. I'd rather them find find like a shiny new toy, so to speak, just to just to see what we can get with them. And and yeah, like also no more no more bad contracts for 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 depth guys with with clauses involved. Because once it gets to that then they're basically just tying their own hands. Okay, okay. Anything else? And also like to see what uh, Gonchar and Foot can do to help the to help the defensive core we have right now, and and then decide from there. But then, yeah, if if they can at least turn turn the defense core into a neutral instead of a negative, then that'll be a win in and of itself. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I feel like if whoever, whatever personal changes we make, it's always there's something wrong with our defensive structure. So like, hopefully Gonchar and the the coaching can can work on that throughout the rest of the season. And um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say oh, what what band aid players do you mean? Like like you mentioned band aid players like in their twenties, giving them second chance. Like who who are you referring to? I'm thinking that they, for instance, in the Horvat trade, they may bring in uh, guys like, like yeah, as mentioned, Kakaniemi or uh, maybe even like a Dante Fabro because he's not working out that well in Nashville. He's not really scoring. But he kind of has that young player uh, reputation, so they might want to bring him home, see what they can get out of him. Mm. But then, yeah, like, if if players like that are, are what we're building around, then it's almost equivalent to what we, what we did before with guys like Lyndon Bay and Clint Denning and, uh, yeah, like players from that era, Marcus Granlund, who we just bought in, bought in just to patch up roster holes, like Sven Berchi. None of them really stuck. So if they look back at that era, then they could see it. It's rarely a fix. Well, to be honest, Sven Berchi was very young, and uh, it was because of concussion injuries. He was like, because I really like Sven Berchi, and I think he, he, his his ceiling could have been higher than yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not that I don't like him. It's it's the fact that, for instance, we gave up a second for Lyndon Vey. I, that was a bad trade. That was a very bad trade. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Clan Denning, we got him for Forsling, who's the oh my gosh, right that's now. that's absolutely haunting us right now. Yeah, yeah, and then even the the pick that we traded to get Berchi became Rasmus Anderson, who's their number one uh, right-handed defender. So, mm. we could definitely use someone of that caliber in hindsight. So, would you say um someone like? Uh, who is it? Sam Steele would be like a band aid kind of piece as well, possibly because then he's he's already playing top top line in Minnesota. So if if they were to to trade him to us, like he can definitely fit that role, and he's actually showed that he has that skill to do so. So he might have more of a long-term stay than just being a bandage guy for the time being. Mm. Okay, then, um, so, Horvat, who, who do you, what team do you want to trade and what do you want to get back? What team, out of the, like, many that we talked about, what team, if you're the manager right now, Horvat, I'll trade you Horvat, and you have to give me what? I've heard rumors of trading him to Detroit. Detroit. Um, yeah, the previous rumor was for Philip Hronik, uh, Michael Rasmussen, and the first in 2024. I could still work, but... So Rasmussen and who? Uh, Philip Hronik. Hronik. And the first in 2024, but then... Uh, Rasmussen's been playing well, so perhaps we might have to take someone like uh, PS Suter instead. But even then, like that—that's still not a bad asset, I think. That's that's pretty good actually. But apparently, this deal doesn't happen without an extension in place. Yeah, like if if we were to to sign him and then trade him, then that would definitely raise the value. But then Rasmussen himself is. Was playing on the top line at times. That's true. Yeah, he's like we'd be getting yeah. a top line forward, top four defenseman, and yeah, and then also yeah, exactly. for, for a rental, that that would be a stretch. That would be that would be quite a good deal. Okay, so Detroit, and then uh, you wanted to trade who else? Off, off of the Canucks? Yeah. Uh, Miller. Oh. So you want Horvat and Miller gone? Well, I, I would prefer if, if only Miller left. But then in this case, it sounds like Horvat wants out too. And I find it's it tough to believe being, that. He's kind of being forced out at this point, right? Because they signed Miller long-term, basically saying, this is our guy. But yeah, I find it tough to believe that Miller, given his his attitude in, in recent showings and just a lack of defensive effort would be the kind of guy we'd want to build or build around. So yeah, I I'd, I'd rather rather just take those two pieces both out and Kakaniami would be one replacement or Rasmussen in this case. Yeah. 
they can take up one of the center roles and then so so who who would you want back from Miller? Who would you want back from Miller then? Because he's definitely not worth as much right now because of his contract as well. Because we don't have a right. lot of power there. As mentioned, I would I would hope for Pulak, but oh, from Islanders, okay, just straight up. Ryan Pulak for Ryan uh, JT Miller. Yep. Yeah, because both of them are actually signed until 2029, 20, 2030. So. But Pulak is, is, uh, he's 28. So he's going to be, is that something we would want? A, another long-term deal for an aging guy, you know? I, I feel like this is something we want to avoid, you know? Though he would he would fill a position of need. We really have nobody to to take up that roster spot at this time because yeah, like we're we're playing Luke Shen, who's already what like 30, 34 himself, thirty three. Yeah. Yeah, so so in that case if if Pollock can give us like six like five, six good years, then that's already good enough before he like move further down the lineup. I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of risky. But okay, okay, all right, right for luck. And then who else? So Horvat Miller. Yeah, and and probably Bester would be the, the the last one to go. I think just to give him that fresh start. And what do you want back for Bester? Hmm. If if Nashville's not tanking, I would like to trade him to the Preds for Colton Sissons and Dante Fabro. Get back a, a third line a jack of like a Swiss Army knife player and then Fabro would be a at worst a third pairing a right right handed defender who's stable in his own end. Oh, is he right handed? Okay, okay. Yeah, the third pairing like is like, red written all over. Hopefully he's he'll be decent. Okay. Yeah, because uh if we trade um Besser one one pro one uh pick out or piece I want to get out of it is a defender, uh right handed defender. So Colton Simpsons would definitely be a band aid and probably a trade piece possibly. Anyway, so okay. So those three, that's all? Yeah, for for this year at least, I I think if we move those three, we can work with, with everyone else because the the top line is is pretty good with the Russians and PD, and then yeah, like I think I, I would agree, Garland does have value, and and like the the bottom six looks looks fine, like it's not scoring too too much, but at least they're. Somewhat defensively sound, so we can we can work with what we have there. Hmm. And then, yeah, like I don't think Miller, I don't think Myers is move worth moving now in this time. I just give him another year and and then trade him after. <clears throat> with a year left. Yep, as a pending free agent. Hmm. The one thing about Besser and like Garland is like Besser has a higher ceiling. And he's one year younger, but he's being paid six point six, whereas Garland being paid four point nine. Right. 
So is it better to keep Besser or Garland? Like, I, because Besser, like his ceiling could be like seventy, possibly points at some time. Garland, I think his ceiling would be sixty. So, yeah, potential wise, Besser is definitely higher, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's never scored more than I think it was like fifty something, fifty five points in a season, even though he's missed games. So. At this point, it's tough to tell if in in our current team makeup, he'll fit that. He'll be able to reach that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Keeping Besser or Garland because I really like Garland, but I feel like he'll never reach the ceiling of Besser. And if Besser gets any of his shot back, which we really haven't seen this season. That could be a very, very dangerous forward. Granted, his def- defensive issues. But yeah. Garland does have the hustle that few players in, in our team has right now, though. So That's true. His hustle and his ability to work out of corners, his versatility in the lineup. Yeah, I feel like right now I'm leaving on Garland, but it's very close. It's very close. What are your thoughts? If Mikhail was healthy, would you trade him? Because he is worth four point seven, right? I don't. I don't think I would. Even if we were going to uh, rebuild, I think it's important to yeah have have a veteran presence leading the way because. Because if you look at even the uh, the Oilers before McDavid, they they shifted down pretty bare, and and then when they tried to just plug some kids in, then they didn't get the they didn't develop all that well. Guys like Nilsson, Gagne, neither none of them really became like top players. So That's like, true. I, I've prepared to have a buffer for them. And he's also our fastest skater. He's actually very, very effective. Like, he's very dangerous. So, yeah, I think keeping Mikheyev is uh, is a good move, too. Well, all right. That was uh, – well, any any last remarks? Uh, I can't really think of anything else. We've we gone through a lot. Um, but, yeah. Well, and, yeah, of course, we have Niels Hoglander. A couple players on the wings, like Linus Carlson, who knows, maybe he can be something. Um, Hot goals in Hoglander. Uh, Lane Peterson, I feel like he, he's a decent player in itself. So on defense, like Jack Rathbone. Um, and then right after, after that, it's like kind of bare. Like we have Jet Wu, but he doesn't seem to be projecting all that too well, right? And uh, yeah, Jet Wu, Rathbone. Rathbone seems all right. You know, I feel like Rathbone could blossom in a year or two. Um, but I feel like he has a lot of potential. Um, but yeah, except for him, it's like, do we have a really exciting prospect in, in on D, right? So I feel like Breezeball is pretty nice, but like, he's not like super exciting, but I, I feel like when he played with us, he, he played a very solid, like almost mistake-free game, so. Yeah, he's a stable defender. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, that's that. Any last remarks then? 
Isaac? I would say come home, Connor. <laughs> we'll welcome you with open arms. That's true. And uh, he says Vancouver is his favorite team. So fingers crossed for that. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll just end it all here. That wraps it up for this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on my social media via Instagram at jkang underscore sports underscore sports. Um, Facebook, Sports Talk with jkang. Website, anchor.fm slash thisjustin8. And on Spotify, Sports Talk with jkang. I upload episodes honestly whenever. It's not very uh, consistent, but... You can check it out my previous shows on my Anchor website page. Have a great rest of your day. God bless and go Canucks go. Isaac, do you want to plug in your IG or anything? Mm, for for those for those uh, interested in in lifestyle, please feel free to follow my Instagram. I I post that uh, everyday underscore explorer. Yeah, and I would uh, follow him because Isaac knows a lot about Vancouver Canucks. And I actually didn't know he knew this much, so it's very cool. Anyway, peace, guys. Have a good one.